Do you know how to do this? Oh, there we go. And then call. Hello, John, we're here. Hey, I'll buzz in. Okay. There he hey is. Hey there. How are you? <laughs> Good to see you. Good to were see you. Were you guys waiting outside at all? No. Oh, all right, because you, you can't get the doorbell when I'm on the phone. Oh, I yeah. had this call from San Francisco, and I was trying to get them no. to hurry up and everything. I looked out the window to see if I could see a car. Well, maybe yeah. they're not here yet. The sun's going to come out in about uh, half an hour. Where I think we'll go mm -hmm. is literally right down here. Yeah, going okay. To the park. Yeah. Into the, the uh, land of the homeless. That sounds great. It's, it's actually a fairly spectacular, uh, odd vista, everything. I was sort of interested, I told Carl this, I just happened by a, a paraphrase in a completely unrelated article about Heidegger's philosophy about the self, and that he said we express it more in our daily interactions with life than our belief systems. Mm. And yeah. I, you know, I, there's been, there have been things when I do a little bit more research on you that I kind of, I think that's, you know, you, you exp and we want to express ourselves in, our, in the way that we interact with the world through, through a camera, you mm -hmm. know, which is interesting. So I wanted to kind of have a mix of like, yeah, let's talk theory about photo books, but I thought, we thought it was oh, really sure. cool, you know. No, I mean, I'm yeah. totally fine about it because it's actually the real goods as opposed to the speculation, you know. And, and I mean, you as the commentator, you can commentate about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm like, I mean, the word can't think. Explain to me what you're doing now. Oh, I don't know. I'm doing, you know, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, right. you educate your instincts and then you work on instinct. I mean, it's like uh, in the Sarkeesian uh, doc documentary on the Rolling Stone, they ask Keith Richards, what are you thinking when you're on stage? He says, I don't think. Right. You know, like, you know, I, mean, I mean, you know about playing. If you think when you're playing, you're, you know, like, yes. you haven't learned what you're doing. Right. You know, like, right. you don't think. We still haven't confirmed if Todd Papadorge actually said it, but I love his phrase, you know, if your pictures aren't good enough, you're not reading enough. <laughs> you know, like, so that yeah, you work up that, you know, the, you, mm -hmm. all that knowledge and then it becomes the instinct. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's yeah. like, I mean, I mean, there's a reason I have Azure screensavers. You know, like it's just sort of constant reminder that there are better ways to organize the world than I know how to do. The French institutional website has all downloadable, uh, oh, okay. they have about, you know, like 3,000 Azure's. And basically what I've done is taken the ones that I don't know and also ones that are awkward, like, it's literally instructional to me of sure. how he worked. Actually, I know more about Paris instinctually through his pictures than having been to Paris yes. in a funny way. I mean, that, that it's a Paris that doesn't exist anymore, right. of course. What do you think, um, you know, like, had the idea of the photo book existed for Ache? Well, I mean, he did the albums, which were, you know, which were, uh, had a literature and a connection to them. So a lot of the, the things you, you see on the, the, the screensavers that have a, a border around them are, I assume, from album pages because they're much more finished prints and they're inscribed with where they are and everything. And it's more, you know, like, I mean, he's not, I mean, I don't think anybody before Evans thought of literature. Yeah, that was something I wanted to talk to you about because we talked about this at APAD that you placed the beginning of literature with Evans, and I, I, I very much. Agree I, I, with I that. can't find anything else in any other language, you know, earlier than that. And he's so positioned for it, being, you know, essentially a writer by aspiration, 
yes. initially. Yes, right, right. You know, and, and then he gets involved with Kirstein, who's also a writer yes. who has at least much to do with the editing of that book and everything, as Evans does. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're perfect, and I just can't find anybody else. So I, I wanted to probe a little bit more on, you know, what, what you mean by literature. Jerry Badger's for, sort of famously quoted your four, you know, part, parts of a yeah, the, the random email. Yeah, I, well. I, 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 I keep telling you, Jerry, I'm not going to say anything profound in this email. And then it became set in stone. But, yeah. but the second one about, I think, is the most important was the crux of when we talk about a photo book is a self-contained world. Yeah, it is. Right. I mean, I mean that's, that, that's what any, you know, I mean, any novel, you know, all of a sudden we're in, you know, Proust's bedroom, you know, yes. or, you know, whatever, you know. Like that's the world that that that's the effect that it did, and it's a literary model, you know, that we've honed in on, you know, are able to to use also. So Evans starts us off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be theoretical for okay. a little while. Right, we can do that. Let's get Evans. Where are you, Walker? You're right here somewhere. I know you are. There you are. Now, can we sit with these without destroying anything? I mean, it, see, this is the first one, first copy that I got. Because they, they just, MoMA had done a reprint. They got a graphic designer in to regularize Evan's layout of the pictures, which changes subtly. I mean, just where they're on the page sure, is different. Yeah. I, I mean, Evan's is, gets very eccentric with where these things actually go often. You know, it's basically, at this point, he had just made it. It's MoMA's book. You guys get to do it. And he never expected that they were going to put a picture on the cover or change everything. But they, they kept the sequence. I, I think, I think, I mean, I mean, the whole given of it, like this is, like whoever writes this, and we're not sure whether it's Evans or it's Kirstein, but it's probably, you know, and the, the reproductions presented in this book are intended to look at it in their given sequence, yeah. you know, in capital letters. I mean, he's telling you something's going on there. You know, there's operating instructions, yeah. you know, which is bizarre, you know, like, I mean, if you lose, the, you don't get a dust jacket, you never know it exists, but, you know. Do you know, did they hang the, the pictures in the same order as in the book? Or well, it... Evans did it very eccentrically, apparently, because he locked himself in the gallery at night and basically was clipping, he was cropping them and just, you know, they weren't framed, they were just sort of plopped on the wall, apparently. Yeah. There are some installation shots somewhere I've seen. MoMA has installation shots of every show. As they should, you know. Right. And I've seen a couple of them. It's very eccentric looking. It's very sort of klutzy. Like Evans, you can't, you can envision that Evans was never particularly involved in installing things on the wall. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be his, you know, what he cares about. Yeah. Well, which is a theme that then I would like to talk to you about because you, you've made that clear with the pond. You never thought of that as a a wall show at first. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, it was so set up the same way with this, I didn't want them scanned. You know, like, I mean, you put things on the wall, you cannot, I mean, I mean the, the simple things that Evans understands, you know, whether he voices it exactly or not, but he understands it. I, I'm sure he, being the kind of man he was, I'm, I imagine he worked it out, mm -hmm. is that there is a special you know, case of having a single picture, having it in front of you very clearly, pass into memory, yeah, yeah. not be accessible, that memory affect the picture that comes after it. I mean, oh, it's like photo book 101 now, but there was, it was 101 back then. Yes, it right. was like, so, so this is the avant-garde. Here we are with, with a book that shows no photographs, you know, has type on the front, yes. you know, 
so the first photograph you know you get states the case we're talking about photos yes, right. photos no oh, photos in the in here you know you know this is you know what you open up and then he gives them to you and he gives you the, literally the uninflected, unchosen cross-section of America. You know, this is what America looks like, you know, by photographs. You're being written to, the great American novel being written from here, the girl and who she envisions she should eventually look like, like her. So this is why I say this book's about literature. You can do that. And then it would seem, because he sections it, that there's a, the second section, part two, we're not going to do that. We're, it's, it's a long meditation on the way, what is built in America, how America's dreams, expectations, economics affect what we live in, what we, what we dwell in, you know, the land, the place, and everything. Without, and in nowhere in the book do you get anything about uninflected nature whatsoever. Neither the, the Americans nor this have, has, it's not relevant at this time. It's, it's all political, societal. Are you of that kind of uh, conventional wisdom opinion that the first section is stronger than the second? No, no. it's just different. Just different, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, certainly more daring and takes much greater risks when, when it pulls in those kind of, you know, odd handheld thing. I mean, I mean, look at this. You, you talk about what people can't pull up now. Different formatting, different shapes, different positioning of everything. Pictures that, you know, like nobody pulls that off and kind of lets it together to this day. No, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of it in that way. Yeah. I mean, this is, with its simplicity, it's still dealing with phenomenally complex Visual graphic right. little yeah. things yeah. to go on. And without any of the pictures letting you down. I mean, that's the other part, too. It's not, there aren't traditional pictures here. We've come to, we've come to find 70%, 75% of this book are the classic American pictures, of the greatest American pictures of their time. Right. This is where... To me, the pond has always felt different from this and the Americans is that you also use a lot more pictures that you don't, aren't, you didn't mean to be classic in a way. You know, the, the pictures operate in a different way, in a really different way. And I always thought that was a big difference between the Americans, American photographs and where you took the book, specifically well, in the pond. The, the pond, I mean, the given was, I wanted to, first book is always the most difficult because mm -hmm. it's where you, you know, plant yeah. the initial stake of what you're going to pursue. And there's so many options open. You right. can do this, you can do portfolio, you can do that. You can do and I just thought the whole sense of that there was no literary model for narrative landscape. Yeah. There was no equivalent, in, effective equivalent in writing. You know, they, you know, landscape tended to be setting in general. I mean, again, they're, they're, you know, as you read more and everything, you realize there are, you know, there are certainly vast passages of certain books that evoke a place brilliantly. Um, actually, one the people I really informed me, do you know who William Maxwell was? I, I forget now, he gave me a couple of examples that I, you know, what the books and read. They're extended passages that try to achieve what you're talking about. And yeah, you know, it's not, it's not unprecedented, but it's certainly not common. And the idea was to reinforce 
the ordinariness of the pursuit. But the basic, the basic given was, all right, I will leave home. I, no, I will take a step off of the pavement. First book is you leave the pavement, and then you go home. You know, you know, like it's all those little paths that kids have. You know, the back, the back way, the shortcut, the you know, the way around, the more interesting way to go, whatever. But that it should be. In no way, you know, certainly the precedence of the time for nature photography yes. were, yeah. had nothing to do with what I was interested right. in. I'm sure Ron won't mind if I get him slightly wrong, but Ron Jude said when he first saw the pond, he just saw like all these pictures that weren't obvious wall pictures and it confounded him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he just really, he's like, what do I got to make of this thing? Right. You know, like that the challenge of figuring out what this thing is without, whereas I think that like as much as, you know, like I love American photographs and, and the Americans, most of those are immediately pictures that, that, do a lot on their own, and they they would be that's wall pictures. You know, you you weren't young at the time. Well, that's a good you know, point. I mean, I'll, yes, I'll give you that. You know, right. like, yeah. like I, I I wasn't either. You know, in general, but yeah. the given was. I think I think it's because we 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 learned how to look at them almost okay, yes. genetically. You know, if if you're intellectually interested in yeah. visual experience, yeah. you know, if you're not, it's still like the well, <laughs> no, because it's true that the, the the Frank pictures did scandalize people and and upset them. Oh yeah, well, and, and, and both of the books sold phenomenally badly, had no audience whatsoever, you know, like you couldn't give them away. I mean, I told you my first three books, picture books that weren't technical books, were, was uh, the 1930 Age book, because I asked Lizette Modell who the greatest photographer yeah. ever was, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, the story I always tell about Lizette, but it's when she hooked me, when she had me, I realized she was my teacher. And, you know, and Lizette said with me how she got me to be interested in Ajay, but darling, you wouldn't understand him. Uh, you know, that, that was, I asked her, you know, a, like 14-year-old question I'm asking, you know, and she said, you shouldn't think, you know, about art that way. It's not competitive. It's not the, who is the greatest of the work. But there is someone. But, there is but you <laughs> wouldn't understand him. Right. So I immediately go to Waihi Bookstore where they still have a copy of the book. You know, they were the American publisher. And they still haven't been able to unload them since 1930. They had to find me a new one in the basement. <laughs> you know, like, real seller. And of course, you know, I'm this kid trying to learn how to street shoot in New York and the little brown pictures of Paris. She was absolutely right. The, the pond, I mean, the, the funny thing of the reprint and everything is that I get all these people, like, you know, I know Ron, is, but all these people, oh yeah, so it was a school that changed my life. And, yeah, but we only sold 12 copies right, of the thing. Right. How the fuck did you, know, did you, I mean, I did, a, I did a book signing at ICP that Aperture set up, one person came. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it was, it was a phenomenally unpopular book. Right. Well, do you remember that, that quote that's usually they talk about the Velvet Underground? They said they didn't have many fans, but all of their fans went out and started their own bands. I think this yeah, might have happened to you like, too. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much that way, yeah. People who got yeah, it. And it was reviewed. In People magazine. Oh, is that right? Pond, you know, <laughs> which was totally cross marketing. Absolutely <laughs> like, gee, I wonder what photo book I should. Let's see what People magazine recommends. Yeah. I often, sometimes when people ask, like, what the tradition I learned in, I, I kind of like simplify the line. I say, you know, it's Evans to Frank, and then it kind of explodes. Winogrand, Friedlander, um, Helen Levitt. Do you, I mean, do you find, are there anybody else that you would point out between maybe, you know, the Evans and Frank? I did the thing in New York, you know, just because there was no way to learn. I really wanted to learn this. Yeah. You know, I love to do this, and there was no way to learn. I took two sessions at Lizette's, mm -hmm. which is pretty much what she thought was the max. She didn't have more to give you. But the rest of the people I went around and met, because that was, I figured, you know, like, well, these guys I'm looking at in the uh, photo magazines are in the same city I am. Right. 
you know, I, I should try to look them up in the phone book and bring my, you know, little box of pictures. Yeah. You know, how do I get, how do I get to be from where I am to where you are? You know, kind of, you know, like ill-formed but reasonable question. And, you know, people were very kind. I mean, nobody, nobody kicks puppies. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of you know, like a kid, kid with pictures. And there was nobody, you know, coming to see people. Bresson, like, I appreciated how he made pictures. But the literature, the the thing, what he was talking about, didn't was never a very American voice. And as soon as I saw uh, Frank, which was like using those kind of visuals, mm -hmm. in in his own way, but it was in, in being Swiss didn't matter. I mean, Robert was made to be in America. You know, he, he goes to France and he's all misty and romantic. Uh, takes no pictures in Switzerland, as far as I can tell. But you know, like he. He's an American, you know, with the best critical eye. That made sense to me. You know, Winogrand and Friedlander were around. They had went to one or two things. They would get together and get groups of photographers together to sort of show pictures and such mm -hmm. in somebody's studio or something. And I went to one or two of those. So those were guys who were around. You know, so it, it all affected me. I mean, it was all... New York was great because it was, as, at that time, it was as much to see as anywhere in the world. You could go to MoMA, which is you know one of the few institutions that was showing anything at all. Mm -hmm. They would let you go through their permanent collection easily, yeah. you know, because I did, yeah. you know, and all these people, you know. I mean, it was like, it was the world. I mean, it wasn't anything special. I wasn't seeking out famous people. I was just people that knew what they were doing. Right, right. You tell me how to figure out how to do this shit, you know. So there's all these brothers and sisters in arms that you had in making pictures. Was there also a group that was interested in books the same way that you were? Well, in... Uh, yes and no, in that, remember there were almost no shows, there were no galleries. So if you're interested in photography, you're interested in books. You know, it was default, it was a default position rather than a, you know, aggressive position. But even then, some of them were making what we were, we were talking about earlier, more catalog-y kind of things. Do you, you know, was anybody thinking in the same literary way? Were you talking with anybody about that? I, I mean, I wasn't even fully thinking. I was sort of the kind of, I mean, because I wanted, to, I wanted, needed to have it and look over it you know and it, it this didn't occur much because it just wasn't a lot of this kind of public i would be equivalently if there was an option i would be the one that would go through the show quickly so i could get to the bookstore to buy the catalog because <laughs> i could have it then i mean i was you know sort of a you know a slow learner i needed to need to see it over and over again to figure out what the best work actually was about uh and there just weren't a lot of shows i mean that that was the other thing too was you know Moma would creak along as any museum. They're not going to change every week for you. And, you know, there's economic. And there's virtually nothing. Met would occasionally do these sort of wrong headed shows. Whitkin Gallery didn't open until much later. You know, they, they, there were these little, those limelight gallery, uh, which was a, a coffee shop that put pictures on the wall. But Robert Frank could have shows there and everything. Oh, and one thing I did too, there, there was a very, no one ever mentions any, the thing called the Village Camera Club. Oh, uh -huh. Greenwich Village on Hudson Street, and they were, you know, like I, I can't. Remember, but they would have like people come by and show their work, like Cortez, wow, yeah. and you know, like Dwayne Michaels, the first year he's photographing, and Robert Frank would never come because he said he hated camera clothes. But just you know, <laughs> Bruce Davidson would come by. Everybody, they get everybody to come by because it was, I mean, there was nothing else. They would, you know, and then they paid no money, they had a little coffee or whatever. But it was some community and such, you know. So I, I met other. You know, other, you know, like photographers there. Mm -hmm. 
And then there was, there was Stephen Shore, too, right. who was the, my, you know, hated rival, right, yes. fellow 13-year-old, yes. you know, like, <laughs> we'd glare at each other, right. you know, like, you know, two sides of the tracks routine, almost. <laughs> Just to circle around this a little bit more, like, because, you know, me and all my friends, we talk about photo books. We hardly, yeah. I mean, we, and we talk about the photographs, but when you talk with all these people, were you guys all still talking about making pictures, or did it start to morph into... I'm working on a book, or I think of this as a book, and it's, or is this still not, this is still nascent, this hasn't happened yet, the book stuff. Um, I mean, the funny thing, I mean, this happened with, I remember Michelle Schmidt uh, being so infuriated with me. She said, now, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, Nichols will say, that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> I mean, we didn't ever talk. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of a given. You know, like, like there wasn't really, I mean, Lewis and I talked. You know, Lewis was much more theoretical than anybody I'd met about it. And interesting to talk, you know, because he was non-pedantic in any way. You know, it was, it was all part of his sinew, so it was like a real conversation. And he's much better, you know, he died much better read than I was, so I was always learning something from Lewis. So did you feel like you were forging new ground when you made the ponds, or had you shown those pictures to friends a little bit? L Lewis, okay. you know, like a little bit. I mean, because he, he'd done new industrial parks already. You know, it was like, L Lewis was the first one that really had a book that aspired to the kind of things I was interested in, okay. that I knew personally. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, I, like, that was physically in the, a place where I could talk to them. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, I'm not, I'm not making a lot, I'm not wealthy, I'm not getting around, you know, I'm not seeing people you know, I'm not seeing Bob Adams out in Longmont, Colorado that regularly, you know. Uh, but industrial parks starts to be a little bit of a model or an idea. Yeah, well, an idea about what you want yeah. and everything, how you want to do it, uh, you know, what things need to be, what Lewis, I mean, Lewis and I were very interested because it came from two totally different sides to get to the same center place yeah, almost. You know, yeah. like, a, it was like a perfect balance. It seemed just right for each other, because there yeah. was no overlap of any kind of, nobody got in anybody's way, and we all met in the middle. You, know? you said once uh, something about how he would usually come up with an idea and then kind of go out and execute it. Yeah, we had a set of issues more than, I mean, he would say, it wasn't an idea, it was like, there are certain issues that need to be dealt with about America, about the world, about where I am, and about photography, and about art. And I think, you know, the, 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 the industrial park, you know, in Irvine, California is the perfect place to yes. do it, you know. Or, and obviously, you do experiments. If something works, I mean, we'll go anywhere if it works. Could have been all shot in Hoboken for all we know, you know, for the same issues with different pictures. But it wasn't. It was, you know, what, what Lewis wanted and everything. Whereas my perception of you is you got more engaged the world, and as you see the pictures, then some, some thoughts. The pictures to... inform me. Yeah. I have an, an inclination mm -hmm. to do something, to try something somewhere or some way. And then the pictures start informing me of the, of the place I'm going with it. I'm the, I'm the inverse of a conceptualist. And Lewis is a conceptualist by, you know, by the model, by the way, the definition of it. Uh, I don't illustrate pre-existing no, ideas and conditions. Really, yeah. I, I, I don't know how to do it yeah. well. You know, sometimes the, the strictures are very particular. Like I knew for the romance industry to have them order the white paper background. Yeah. But it was based on, ah, I have 10 days to do a show mm -hmm. and I should get some backup 
to figure out how to do something. You know, and I was interested. I did have a conception. I wanted to photograph one thing at a time. How would one do that? Well, the way they did that when they went on, on 19th century archaeological digs, they put a sheet behind it. And, All right, I'm going to get some things. If, if the situation comes up, I'm going to get things and put them, you know, make it little outside studios yeah. and everything and do that. And it worked out. Yeah. You know. And do you, do you, uh, does your mental space split the color in the black and white? Yeah, I can't do both and my head will explode. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, one, the indicators of fascination with color is color. I don't make color pictures that are just color is a given. They, they, the same way in black and white, the organization of the picture isn't a given. You know, it, it's, it's, it's the lead into content. You know, so I can't think about both at the same, you know, you know I, it's like looking for clues here and here at the same time at the, the ends of the fields of your vision. Sure. Yeah, no. You know, like <laughs> my head would swivel, you know. And also, I, at this point at least, I won't rule it. I don't know, think I know how to do a book that contains both. I mean, I, I don't know the terms for that because the color is so assertive that it seems to minimize the black and white. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm using it a little in, in the, long, the long gestation looking up Ben James' book by, okay. because there are, there are color overlays over black and white pictures. Okay. But those pictures were shot just to be graphic elements. Yeah. They, they're not good pictures. Yeah. They weren't intended to be. They, I just want that. So tell me, so the pond comes out. You said, you know, it sold to who, all the, the people who became photographers, but not, <laughs> were you discouraged at all? Or did you kind of know, you know, I may, I, I'm on the right track. You know, someday maybe people will catch up with this. Um, I'm you know? very uncareer oriented yeah. with things, oddly. I, I don't know why I should probably be, you know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, it was like the people that I, you know, Lewis said it was a great book. Yeah. Walter Hopps said it was a great book. Leo Costelli said it was a great book. You know, like, you know, other people like that, you know, all right, it's a great book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So do we have enough light yet? I don't know. <laughs> well, we, it, it, I think it kept saying it was going to be sunny yeah, as it gets late. Yeah, it's been a little in and out. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we can wander and I can, okay. I can shoot without film. Yes, we can all do <laughs> There's a phrase that I wrote down. You said, the things that I photograph, in the way that I photograph them, I find them beautiful. And I really like the middle clause of that, the agency of the way that we photograph them being the thing that makes that happen. Clearly, well, I mean, the kind of things I photograph, really, it's like that. The more commonly available it is, almost the more I'm interested in it. Right. And. I mean, when I turn it off, when I'm not on duty, they don't, they don't fascinate me. Gotcha. Right, right. They are what they are. They, I mean, I like that there are times when things are just exactly as they seem. Yeah. You know, it's a relief. In general, I'm more interested in the inverse of photojournalism. I'm more interested in the photograph than the event. It's one of the interests of this kind of photography. You also talked about how, you know, you. The picture is sort of true to your life experience up to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what choice do you have? <laughs> well, what choice do you have? But I mean, don't I seem to see a lot of pictures that don't seem true to life experience, you know, that seem to be 
some sort of made, you know, ideas about the world that really don't seem to be lived in. Well, let's put it this way. When, you know, talking about photography, I mean, there's so many pictures that get made, and so many of them are utterly forgettable. Right. I mean, that are in the, the medium as we understand it, even. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like, especially since you now are inflicted with seeing them at least flickering across your screen for a second. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think about them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, mean, I, I don't think about 99% of the photo books that come out. Sure, sure. I mean, it's just like, it's painful, almost. Yeah. It's like, it's, that's not what I'm doing. You know, it's not what I care about. Yeah. All right, the light's happening. Do you like a day like this with shift, sort of shifting light? Or no, I tend, prefer... to, I, tend to, I tend to have to hang around places too much. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, especially this, because it, it's a degree of illumination, yeah. too. It's, I, I mean, I'm... Impossibles with, with tripods. I, right. I never figured out how to so use them. So is the actor your only large format? Yeah. I sort of kept that back until... We, that had more to do with Lewis kind of issues. Oh, okay, yeah. In a oh, funny I see, way. I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, one of the things I, I, why I wanted to do Banks, when I found the architecture particularly odd, because they all have architects in a vernacular sense. Right, yeah. yeah. But that, that if you did a series where you said that they were all Banks, people would find that in the picture no matter where you put it. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you set the context right. up, and then when I looked at it, I thought, this is too close to, you know, other people I knew and it isn't as good. It's sort of a side little thing. Alex Soth was actually the one that got me to, to uh, do the book because he wanted to do uh, a book with uh, little, little Brown Muskrat, <laughs> you, know, you know, and uh, <laughs> it was just too many. I, you know, like, we both got it. If I'm gonna do it, I'm just gonna do all, you know, I'm never gonna do them again. I'm, you know, like, right, we right. need to do whatever it is. And they had 24 pictures or whatever, his, his model. Yeah. We both really agreed. You're like, yeah, yeah. It, it should be more pictures. So speaking of more pictures, let's go back to Berlin. And <laughs> more pictures, and more pictures. When did you think of like 450 odd pictures? Ah, uh, you know, I mean, it was one, uh, you know, part of it's just an editing issue yeah. is uh, sometimes more is, is more. Michael, uh, my partner in uh, Loose Strife, Michael asked the, uh, the bad question. He'd really liked Snake Eyes book when, I, when yeah. I first met him. And when I met him, he just said, you know, like, being a collector is really, he said, frustrating because you're not really involved in the medium. You're just an appreciator. Mm -hmm. I would like, you know, I really would like to be more involved. He's on, you know, like, supporting of local artists, uh, institutions and stuff, you know, he, you know, and he said, you know, he, and he'd seen Snake Eyes, which he had and liked. He said, do you have anything else? <laughs> and I said, I have a book that I can't really propose to any publisher with a straight face. And he said, and tell me. And he said, you know, because one of Michael's great things that he does is he is the, the guy who figures out how to make deals work. And when, for putting back the wall, how did, when did you figure this is going to be two volumes and how they oh, were going to Oh, I, work I just together? figured, uh, 
My, Michael, we were doing some other books, and he said, John, we, we should do another book of yours, too. And I said, let's do something that absolutely nobody wants. Let's do some more Berlin pictures. Right, right. Don't encourage John. You know? <laughs> right. I can see, you, like, if you give you the smallest amount of encouragement, things are going to... Things are going to get out of hand very quickly, yeah. I mean, I mean the, the, the given I, I can give, which, you know, like, young photographers will kill me for... I've never had to make a single compromise with any book I've ever done. You know, I sort of took that as a position, well, I won't do it. I mean, I, I've been exceedingly lucky because I, you know, I got in on the ground floor. Then when you do Animals and the Things I Care About or Hey Fuckface, where you just, books now become not even bound. When did you start thinking about those kind of I, things? Well, I got and, interested in the space in between the wall and your lap. You know, like, the, you know, those things won't hang on the wall. They, they right. fold down, they, the, the, it's engineered so you can't yeah. hang them. Right. So I got interested in something existing in between there. How did the, the, the bootleg of Hey Fuckface come around? Well, they, they'd done um, Alex's uh, yes. Broken Manual. Right, right. Yeah. And they just asked. Yeah. I thought, that's cool. Yeah. You know, like, hey, let, well, you know, let's see what it looks like and let's see what it's actually going to be. Right. And I thought it was, I enjoyed it immensely. You know, it took, you know, no sweat for me, really, just finding the originals and scanning them. And then I added ones that aren't in it. Oh, I didn't know that. That's oh yeah, they're, they're, they're extra in, in this one because they, you know, like we could get the box, only like 18 or something fit in the box, yeah, yeah. you know, and I figured, all right, well, we can, I can do the, the alternate ones that, yeah. that looked okay, right, right. you know, that seemed to be artistically okay. Deer. Two more. Oh wow, no kidding. Yeah. We do have a herd of deer down there now. Huh. Yeah, there's a buck, a young buck. Yeah. He's got, he's got some antlers coming in. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty great. A nature walk. Yeah. We've gone on a nature <laughs> walk. You talked, I, I think one time you were talking, recounting a conversation with Robert Adams about coming back frustrated some days. Do you still feel that or do you feel like you're at a point where you know you can produce on any given day? Uh, no, I mean, I, I know how to make pictures. My pictures. You know, I know how to make other people's pictures. What they look like, they look pretentious. Uh, you know, they, they strain for meaning mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, inhabit it. And that feels bad. And that happens all, you know, like, because I'm out here to make something. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you just, it's not the day to do that. Right. Yeah. And you wind up with failures. And then you make a book out of those. <laughs> so let's, um Let's talk a little bit more about failures. Yeah, are, aren't we supposed to be talking about failures? Well, ultimately, one thing I tell people immediately is that failures are not mistakes. Yeah. Well, I mean, mistakes are really easy. I mean, we, I mean, you just make a mistake. Like if I just did this and I left the exposure for what I had inside. Right. That's, that's just, I mean, that, that's not interesting. That's obvious and it is what it is and doesn't have another ramification to it whatsoever. So that, that was never... N never seen sustainable as a photo book project, certainly. But the idea of failure is much more slippery. Failures are... Just like this terrain right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see, I mean, I, I, I'm always ready to hike. Yeah, well, yeah. You're, you're not bad. But um, the failures book has actually been amazingly interesting for me because it's set 
the expectation for pictures somewhere else that I wasn't used to putting it. And as I look at the pictures more, I'm getting closer and closer to that. It's changing my definition of success. It's made for me, basically. It has changed the edit of the next book. I mean, it is arguable that all of those pictures are, are successes. I mean, very, very arguable. If you, you know, what, what I did find is things that I could not use at the time I put the book together. When I first saw the pictures and, and the idea, the thing that delighted me the most was that I thought it was, it hung together as a photo book on its own, but that if the reader does know you, I was almost using the phrase Rosetta Stone, or it's another way to unlock your, exactly. your career and ways of thinking about you and how you make pictures. As I told you, I went through contact sheets yeah. to find them is the only way, is that I did go back to the pond shooting. Because you have one from the pond, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. like that was the last thing. Well, can I pull that all in by doing that? Is there anything from this that meets the criteria, whatever they were, that I'd set for me? So it was so much easier before they built this damn fence. And you talked about um, a dozen failures being a really tough edit. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, well, one, I want, you know, like as we talked about, I wanted to make it a book that people wanted to look at repeatedly. And all my initial instincts are, how do you make it the most successful pictures you can, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this wasn't the given. I had to relearn how to do what I was doing and then keep appraising and keep looking at it over and over to see mm -hmm. did it really do what I what I wanted it to do or was it was I just sneaking in sort of everybody has orphans and now we'll get the orphans yeah, and something yeah, right. and that, that's not interesting and I want to probe one thing further because I think it was, I really love the way you said something that was straining and something that's inhabiting so Straining would absolutely be a failure. Probably wouldn't even look at again, though, right? Yeah. Well, it, maybe I, I tried not to make it with the with. I mean, the closest I came to actually taking that in the straining is the picture of of the um, uh, shopping center parking lot with the light of God coming. Yeah. You know, like yeah, that. That was that was the overreaching picture, if you will. You know, like is is that can you ask more from like you know, the literature of the picture, then you actually can support. Yeah. I mean, that's what romanticism is, right, right. by definition, you know. The dichotomy, which I really like, that talking about straining versus inhabiting is very close to one I just heard a description, you know, like that prose is descriptive, whereas a poem embodies an experience. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it, it's, it's not exactly the same thing, but it's very close, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the obviously the, again, the, the trap of poetry is to overreach. Yes, you know, for sure. I mean, which yeah. happens yeah. all the time. Used to be a really easy path here. 